welcome back to It's a Theater Thing. If you've joined us before, welcome back. If this is your first time listening, It's a Theater Thing is a podcast made for and by theater fans. I'm Tracy Danoff, and as usual, I am joined by fellow theater fan, Aaron Carl. Hey, Aaron. Well, hello there. Hey. So, it has been a crazy week. We are post-Tonys, and tell you that was a really interesting broadcast a lot of interesting choices this year i'm not sure it was their strongest year in terms of some of the production numbers but you know it's always great to see our broadway favorites on tv so aaron what did you think i i kind of agree with you i think the opening number was good but people started mentioning that it kind of kind of copied james's last opening number yeah, I got um, that. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we we have been posting some of these on our Facebook, but I think some of the stronger performances may have been during the commercial break karaoke's. Yeah, we'll talk about those and beyond the boards, but definitely those, those were some really cool moments, which we didn't get to see on TV. So if you're lucky enough to see them online, you'll probably enjoy them. Well, yeah, yeah. I agree that opening number was not the strongest. Um, and it just, I don't know if it's just me. And I am a James Corden fan. He just seemed kind of tired. <laughs> I don't know. That was just my take on it. Like, maybe it was a little too much choreography, or maybe he just was having a busy week, but it was, he just seemed really tired. But for, for live theater, yeah, you want that little boost of energy. Like, you gotta be on. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It it just kind of was what it was. And we had some really interesting winners this year, some that were expected, some that weren't expected. What was the biggest surprise for you, Erin? Um, the biggest surprise had to be the uh, best featured actress in a musical for Allie. Ah, yeah. I, I, I was pulling for her, but I thought that that would be where the Town swept. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that one, too. It wasn't my biggest surprise. I really was pulling for Amber Gray. Um, I haven't seen Oklahoma yet, even though I've liked Allie Stroker since the Glee Project. So yay, Allie. Mm -hmm. Um, Very happy for her. But yeah, that was a that was a big surprise. But for me, the biggest surprise was Brian Cranston. I really thought Jeff Daniels had it in the bag. And again, I kind of wonder, is this a situation where there is a bit of a backlash or did they love Brian Cranston that much? (laughs) I haven't seen Network, so I can't speak to it, but it just seemed, I don't know, it seems strange to me. I almost felt like Jeff Daniels even thought he was going to win. I I agree with that, too. Yeah. Um, I mentioned in our nomination uh, podcast that it, it, Brian could take it away just because he wins a lot of what he's nominated for. People like him, and uh, he does a really good job with the characters he's given. So n- definitely not saying that he doesn't deserve it, but yeah, I mean, Jeff Daniels doing Atticus Finch is 
life-altering, so it's really, really shocking that it wasn't awarded. Yeah, it really is surprising. But, you know, Tony voters have long memories. (laughs) They do, they do. And I think we're, I mean, I'm so thrilled that Celia won for Featured Actress, but I think she's very well-liked. And that might be the difference between her getting the Tony and her not getting the Tony. Um, yes. So it, it's it's an interesting question. You know, what's the deal with that? Now, what was the win that you were least surprised about? Um, Hades Town for Best Musical. That was almost kind of a given before they walked in. Mm-hmm. And I hate that we can kind of pick it like that just from marketing and from word of mouth and whatnot. We kind of know what's going to happen with that category. I was also pulling for the prom. I thought the prom may have, you know, snuck in with a little underdog story there. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad for the prom. I really, I I wanted them to be recognized more than, you know, more than just having a production number. And I have to say, yeah. speaking of the production numbers, honestly, I didn't feel like any of them came off all that well, with the exception of Ain't Too Proud. I thought Ain't Too Proud really, they did a great job, and it, they were sort of the standouts. I I love Hades Town. I mean, right now, that is my favorite show, and I felt a little... I don't know, disappointed in their presentation. It wasn't, I didn't feel like it was that dynamic. And I didn't feel like it gave the viewers who haven't seen the show a real taste of what that show is really like. I think uh, specifically Hades Town did wait for me because they wanted um, to show off Reeve Cart. Yes, and I applaud that. I was looking yeah. forward to that. I don't know if it's a situation where the space is just too big for them, which could be. I mean, Radio yeah. City is a huge space, and you know, watching them in their in their own Broadway house, it's it's a more intimate space. It just, for me at least, that just that number just didn't work. And I have to tell you, and I I love Stephanie J. Block, but that share number just made me cringe. Whenever they have to transfer a song out of a house that it was built into, it it just never looks right. That's why touring uh, companies take so long on refinishing everything, retouching, making sure everything fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of the same crew that is involved in Hades Town was involved with Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Yes. And that seemed to be a problem with that show also, is it was so particularly designed into that theater that whenever they took it out, it just didn't look right. Mm-hmm. Well, it was sad for me because as much as I love the prom, I felt like that one even sort of fell flat a little bit. I, and again, I I don't know. I think sometimes, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to move from their regular digs and it just yeah. sometimes doesn't translate on TV. I do think yeah. that the 
Ain't Too Proud performance is going to do a heck of a lot for them as far as ticket sales. I think you're going to get a lot of people. I, I mean, I think I even like maybe I don't know if I said it to you when we were online or I might have said it to my husband. But like, I know my mother-in-law is going to be asking me to take her to that. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be like the older set, you know, that's going to be interested in that. There's going to be a lot of bus trips coming from D.C. <laughs> to New I, York. <laughs> I completely agree. That was the alarm clock for the sleeper show there. Yes. It, every, everybody had heard about this show you kind of knew it in the back of your head oh okay it's like the temptation story got it yeah and then now once you saw that performance uh yeah you need to get a ticket yeah and i mean you know you can't go wrong with temptations i mean their music was classic so you can't go wrong with that people are gonna love it it's gonna be a toe tapper and i think it's gonna be around for a while now, I have to tell you, the winners that really didn't surprise me at all were Elaine May and Santino Fontana. I was kind of like, yeah, I pretty much called those. And I think Elaine May is so well-respected. She has such a long history uh, in the performing arts, especially her work in comedy. And now that she's in her 80s, I think, people really wanted to award that sort of, you know, I look at it as a Tony for her performance, but I also look at it as sort of a lifetime achievement award too. And I mean, the buzz about Santino has been so good. It just seemed like every time I got online, I was hearing something about how good he was in Tootsie. So I haven't seen the show yet, but it sounds like, you know, it was deserved. I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping for Brooks or for Alex. And unfortunately, neither one of them got it. But, you know, it's yeah. okay because they're still going to keep on working. <laughs> so when Santino won and he came up, like, I can totally understand where the Tony voters wanted to give him that award. Uh, he's a strong actor and this is a very strong character. And again, like you were saying, I've only heard good things about him. I also appreciated that he mentioned the character is kind of loosely based off of his grandmother, mm. the fiery redhead in his life. So that gives mm. you a little inside look, something to look forward to when you see the show. Yeah. But again, like you, Brooks and Alex, I think also could have walked away with it. So yeah. that, that was one of those categories with like, I'm happy, but I'm not going to be overjoyed because at least two other people should have been up there too. Yeah, definitely. So what was the win that warmed your heart? Was there one that you were just like, oh, I'm so happy about this? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go back with Allie, Allie mm-hmm. Stoker. Um, that was just so perfect. And then her also kind of taking center stage uh, during the Oklahoma performance, getting to say, I can't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that just kind of just showed her off to the world and was like okay i'm here hello mm-hmm. you know get ready you'll you'll know my name yeah um, she, she was great. and yeah yeah so that that kind of warmed my heart that was that was sweet yeah i, w- I would say that that um also how can you ignore andre de shield's three life lessons speech yeah that, that was, was that was so charming so wonderful and heartwarming 
Yeah. Yeah. And that, and actually Andre DeShields is my pick for that. He just gave such a beautiful speech. I mean, that was like, sort of like his Lin-Manuel moment, you know, like how we, mm-hmm. we remember love is love is love. And now we're going to remember the three, his three rules for life. Yeah. I, I actually said to a friend of mine, he needs to be my life coach. Uh, he, you know, yes. he's, he's yes. amazing. Yes. And I had no idea he's from Maryland, which makes me so happy because that's where I'm from. Um, <laughs> and yay. yay, and he's just such a distinguished gentleman and has been at it for so long and it's just he was due it was time and he gives such an outstanding performance in that show and really you know it makes me sad that all of them can't get a tony because there is not one weak link in that cast i mean really you know i've said it before that you know, out of all of them, if I had to pick like a least favorite, maybe it was Eva, but even she was really good. So, oh yeah. 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 So I really feel sad for them that the actors didn't get more recognition, but I'm so happy that the show and the writer and the director got recognition. So, you know, that made me very happy. It, oh it, yeah. It's well-deserved. So, I saw online some people complaining that they didn't do Why We Build the Wall. I understand why they chose not to do that song. And I think we've talked about it before where there was a, you know, I think there would be some people that might misunderstand the lyrics to that song. So I think they made a choice in not performing it. I just wish that the number itself was a bit more dynamic but you know that's okay because from what i hear they're not hurting ticket sales wise they're doing okay <laughs> kind of along going with what you were saying it's it's a tough call for songs picking a performance for shows picking a performance do they do one song really really well and all out or do they do a med- medley that kind of shows the whole show and so it's it's a tough call. And again, I think Hades Town was again trying to show off Reeve, like, hey, you didn't even nominate him, but look how fantastic he is. And also, yeah, I think they didn't want to do we build the wall and then be dubbed anti-Trump or anti-immigration or anything like that. Right, right. So we haven't talked about best play yet, and the ferryman one for that. And I kind of expected that one to win, but I have mm-hmm. to say, Choir Boy, you know, I know it's considered a play with music, and there's been some speculation as to whether it's actually a musical, but I thought they also did had a very good showing at the Tonys, and maybe because, you know, both of those numbers were kind of simpler numbers maybe that's why they came off so well but i was really sad after watching that because i did not get to see choir boy and it sort of was one of those shows that kind of snuck in there i hadn't heard about it and then all of a sudden friends started saying oh my gosh you have to see this play and you have to see jeremy pope it's so amazing but it sort of i don't know kind of came and went before I got a chance to go to New York and see it. It, you know, was kind of in and out. So I 
I was sad that they didn't win Best Play, but I also understand, you know, they're not running anymore. So usually they're going to give it to a play that's still running. And of course, Fairyman is still running. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it is very complicated with, with shows that have closed already or shows that have had shorter runs. You know, how do you how do you vote on that? How do you award that if it's already closed? So it's like, hey, this is the best play. Oh, but you can't see it now. Right. So we had a discussion before the show started about the Michael in the Bathroom parody. What did you think of that? I thought it was adorable and it was so just theater nerd chic. Like, of course, <laughs> you get a whole bunch of theater fans in a room together and they're going to ha- come up with an improv mocking of themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think it was an improv because they, it sounds like yeah. they really worked on those lyrics, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, not improv in the sense of, you know, okay, uh, parody. Parody is a better word. Yeah. yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. You know, it's just like a parody of a of a classic theater song. Yeah. And um a lot of the Be More Chill fans are not too happy because apparently Joe was not informed before the show. Yeah. That that I was read, happening. Yeah, I read about that and I actually saw his his tweet wanting to make sure people knew what that song was was based on that was based on his song and and i you know i i've never been shy about saying that be more chill is really not my cup of tea but i felt for the be more chill folks in that regard i mean they really deserve to have their work recognized and if you're not a huge theater fan and you're just tuning into the tonys blind you're not going to know what that song is all about Right, yeah, it is a song that only theater fanatics are going to be familiar with. So, yeah, they ran a very strong risk, especially, you know, people just flipping channels and turning in, or James Corden fans from The Late Late Show yeah, flipping over. You yeah. know, most of them would know that he's a little theater that, you know, and may have some background, but, yeah, if you just didn't know then that really kind of puts the show at a disadvantage because it was like hey that's my music yeah not necessarily my lyrics now but like basically the story that i created from those lyrics Mm -hmm. you're you're kind of using Mm -hmm. um so james sarah borellis and uh, josh groban all tweet out the link to the video of michael in the bathroom and they all tweeted um, the Be More Chill official page. They linked uh, Joe Iconis' Twitter. You know, they they were really, they credited it after the fact. Yeah. Well, I think they realized their mistake. And guys, if you can hear my dogs barking, I apologize. They are running around being crazy. And it seems like they only start barking when I start recording. So (laughs) don't know why. It's like they know. It's it's time. It's time. Mom's talking into the magic box. Bark. Bark now. Or more likely, I'm not paying attention to them. So (laughs) that too. too. Yeah, they have to make themselves heard. So... Overall, how do you think James Corden did as a host? I mean, this is not his first time hosting. But yeah. How do you think he did? 
I think he's a strong host. I think his background in theater really puts him at an advantage because he he knows the community. He knows what kind of jokes to go for. And if one of the most offensive things he did was not credit an artist, but then did it immediately the next morning. Yeah, I think I think that's. That's good. I think he did a good job. Yeah, I agree. I think he did a good job. Again, I would have liked to have seen a stronger opening number. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fun, but I think it could have been better. And I think it could have been a bit more original. So, yeah. well, um, one skit I did like of his was the Let's Air Beefs. Yeah, that was now that was great. That was really funny. And but, yeah, that was with uh, Darren Chris versus Andrew Reynolds. Yeah, that I, was hilarious. Oh, their faces just going back and forth. And, oh, I loved it. I chuckled the entire time. It was so good. Yeah, I thought that was a highlight. That was really great. And I think overall he did a good job. I wouldn't mind seeing Neil Patrick Harris come back, though, or even a Hugh Jackman. I think that they're also really strong when they host the Tonys. So, you know, maybe they'll decide to change it up a little bit. But I did enjoy yeah. it. Well, yeah, Hugh's doing um, Music Man this coming up season. Yes, I know. I know. And that should be interesting, too. I yeah. Think, I think he'll make a good Harold Hill, but I have to... Admit to you guys, I'm a little biased because I saw it not that long ago with Norm Lewis, and I thought he was a fabulous Harold Hill. And he, yeah, he, yeah, he and Jesse Muller, oh my goodness, like they, they, they had some heat going on there. Why, why didn't they just take that cast and move them? Like nothing (sighs) against Sutton Foster, but like. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's almost like it's it's two different full productions. Yeah, so well, that's yeah. Well, this particular production at the Kennedy Center, they did a thing where I mean, at first I was a little taken aback because I didn't realize it, but like Norm Lewis came out holding a script, but he was the only one holding the script, and I was kind of like, "What's up with that?" <laughs> you know, and then and then when I opened up my uh, playbill, I read about it. I was like, "Oh, okay, so now." The Kennedy Center is doing this sort of thing, which I know they've done in the past, but I don't think they've done it for a really long time. In fact, uh, in the coming season, they're going to be doing Footloose, which I find interesting. <laughs> That's not one you find revived a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> that is really weird because the Muni has Footloose this season. Oh. So um, there, there, maybe there was a sale on the rights or something. Maybe. <laughs> Buy one, get Footloose for free. Right. <laughs> Because that is that is an interesting show. That's not something a lot of theaters like. We got to put on that show. Right, right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember seeing it when it did its out of town tryouts in DC at the Kennedy Center, and I went with a friend who hated it, and I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It just kind of it was entertaining. But for me, what sold it for me was seeing a ton of little kids there. And, you know, at the time I said to her, you know, if this show makes one, just one of those little kids a theater fan, that would make me happy. So, you know, if Footloose is going to bring some more people to the theater, I'm all for it. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a charming little show. I like it. It was, uh, I kind of jokingly told my family, like, oh, I want to go see this at the Muni because isn't that funny? This little, you know, this movie from the 80s is now on stage. And mm-hmm. my cousins, who were season ticket holders, were like, well, come with us. We actually have an extra ticket for that night. Oh, fine. And that was maybe like seven years ago, and I've been, been a season ticket holder at the Muni since then. Uh. So, yeah, little little shows like that have a habit of hooking the right people. Right. So I think overall this was a good year. Would I say a great year? I don't know that I could say that, but it was a good year. Sadly, I think viewership was down once again this year, which always makes me nervous because I'm always afraid that if viewership gets too low, then they won't broadcast it anymore. I actually miss the days when they would broadcast part of it on PBS and then, you know, the main awards on CBS and I always thought that worked really well, but they don't do that anymore. So, you know, let's hope that next year the numbers are up a little bit or more than a little bit (laughs) and we can get some more theater fans. Yeah. I got to tell you, the the St. Louis Blues need to play in the uh, playoffs next year and just get it done in three games. And then we won't have to worry about competing against uh, the Stanley Cup finals. Ah, there you go. (laughs) I'm just saying, I know that I know that was a huge deal in St. Louis was um, everybody had multiple TVs on the Blues games and not the Tonys. So, Ah, well, I rarely miss the Tonys. It takes a lot for me to miss the Tonys. Actually, something came up in my memories today on Facebook where I said something. Oh, there goes my dog. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear that. But something came up in my memories this morning on Facebook, and it was – I, I had posted something, this was several years ago, saying, I'm not going to be watching the Tonys tonight because I'm seeing Kristen Chenoweth at GAR Constitution Hall. And I read that back and I thought, what was she thinking? <laughs> but she probably, Competing in Tony night? Come yeah, on. But my guess is she probably planned that concert well before they set the date for the Tonys. <laughs> I I bet yeah those yeah. those national tours don't just get made up like the month before right. yeah that's yeah. year or maybe two years out that they're kind of plotting dates right okay so good year not great year some good performances mm-hmm. some surprises and now we have another year to wait for the next Tony's well you know some people like to say the theater Super Bowl but. Other people have take issue with that, but I'm just going to say for me, it's one of the special days of the year. So. I saw this on Twitter, and I think it was Andy Mientes said, it's not the Super Bowl, it's prom night, where everybody gets to be prom king and queen. I like that. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of amazing family coming together and celebrating the top of the top. <laughs> so yep. moving on we're going to give our picks for beyond the boards now it's been kind of a slow news week because of the tonys i mean everything is tony 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 but we do have a couple of things aaron did you have anything to report i have two things um 
Kinky Boots is in theaters uh, next week. Well, actually, maybe two weeks out. Tuesday the 25th and Saturday the 29th. Go to phantomevents.com uh, and search for your local theaters to see if it's uh, running around you. Awesome. We also have Broadway in the Boroughs, and uh, that is put on by the city of New York. You can go to nyc.gov backslash theater, and it is Fridays. They have performances um, all through June and July. So June 14th, it's Hades Town and Mean Girls. On the 28th, it's Be More Chill and The Prom. For July 12th, it's Beautiful and Wicked. And the 26th is Beetlejuice and Chicago. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, I love that New York is doing this in the summer. They're do, they do like Broadway at Broadway. They do Stars in the Alley. Yeah, lots yeah. of lots of good outdoor venues in the city. And you got a whole bunch of amazing talent just sitting there on uh, 42nd through 54th. You might as well use them. Definitely, definitely. Well, I have a couple things, too. First, uh, we did discuss the karaoke. Actually, I was thinking about it in my head. A good name for it would be commercial karaoke. Yes. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it commercial karaoke. And basically what was going on was during the commercials, James Corden was calling out people to come up and sing. And the funny thing was he, at one point he tried to get Brian Cranston who refused to sing. Um, (laughs) Wonder why, (laughs) but he did manage to get Billy Porter who got up and sang everything's coming up roses. Ben Platt did tomorrow from Annie and my favorite was Chris Jackson and Anthony Ramos doing 96,000. I love that. Yeah. Anthony starts the song. Then he calls out Chris and he's like, Chris, you're here. Come on. Help me out. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. And we have actually posted those videos on the, it's a theater thing, Facebook page. So if you haven't seen them, check out our Facebook page. They're right there and you can watch those really fun videos. And as you know, after the Tonys, it's common that we hear the closing notices. And Playbill actually listed a bunch of closing notices today. I think most of these were pre-planned, but there was one that was announced today. Uh, Initially, Gary was going to be closing in August. But today they announced that they are closing on June 16th. So... That's sad for those Nathan Lane fans. I didn't get to see the play. It it looked like a very interesting play. Not sure it's going to be something that's going to appeal to everyone, and so maybe that hurt it a little bit. But, yeah, it's always sad to hear when a play is closing. And, yeah. You know, you always feel badly for the people who are going to have to go out and find new jobs, but that is the nature of the theater. Indeed, an ever-flowing cycle. Yes. So as I mentioned, I think some of these dates were pre-planned. And please know that we are recording this on June 11th. So this could change at any moment. But so far for closings, we have for Sunday, June 30th, All My Sons and Kiss Me Kate. For Sunday, July 7th, we have... 
The Ferryman, Inc., and My Fair Lady. On July 14th, we have Burn This and Hillary and Clinton. And then on August 24th, we have What the Constitution Means to Me. So that's a lot of closings coming up, which is sad, but it's going to make way for a new theater. So I'm excited to see what's coming. <laughs> I yeah that that that's kind of the the life of theater is something's got to close for there to be space for something new. Yeah. So like yeah next season we're getting The Music Man, we're getting Jagged Little Pill, we're getting Moulin Rouge. There's a yeah. whole bunch of exciting things happening. Yeah, there's um, a lot to look forward yeah. to. And if there are any enterprising producers out there listening, I'm just going to Whisper this into your ear. Six the musical. Six the musical. Six the musical. Yes. Please, please bring it to Broadway. Bring it off Broadway. I don't care. Just bring it to New York. Okay. Just, oh, just do it. Yeah. I, I yeah. will. I will go to a warehouse in Brooklyn and watch it. Okay. <gasps> what? I will like stand <laughs> in the middle of Fifth Avenue and watch it. I don't care. Just bring it. Okay. Just bring it, please. Please. Yes, uh, okay. I 100% agree. I've only seen the sizzle reels that they've released, and I have the cast album from the West End. Yes. And I am hooked. Yes. I, I, mean, I also, yeah, I want to see that 100%. Yeah. I mean, if someone just, like, wants to, you know, set it up and do it in their apartment, that's fine. Just invite me. <laughs> okay? Yes. Yeah. Seriously, people. Come on. <laughs> You know, Get it together. Get it together, New Why York. Why are you Come dragging on. your feet? It just got extended in Chicago, okay? And I have yeah. two dogs. I can't travel to Chicago. So, you know, <laughs> New York is closer. So, come on. Get on that. All right. Now that we have that saddled. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I love that. <laughs> now yeah. that we have that settled, we just want to thank everyone for joining us today for our post-Tony show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And be sure to join us again for our future episodes of It's a Theater Thing. We can always be found on the Onstage Blog Network on onstageblog.com, iTunes, and Spotify. If you'd like to communicate with us, and guys, we'd love to hear from you. It's been quiet out there. You know, let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know if you want to be on the show. You know, it's fun. Come, we love come having join. more people. Yes. Yeah. Come join us. Come be crazy with us. So if you want to communicate with us, you can email us at theaterthing at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You know, come on, guys. If you are as passionate as I am about six, write in. Okay. If yes. You're, if you're willing to, like, do the show in your backyard, let me know. Okay? Please. If you like six and you know it, clap your hands. Right. <laughs> you can also find us on the It's a Theater Thing Facebook page, and our Twitter handle is at Theater Thing. So till next time, thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye.